And we're here to uh, welcome you to the forum, this evening's forum. Uh, the beginning forum is going to be between the uh, mayoral candidates. We are very proud as members of the Warden City, Democratic Warden City Committee to sponsor these, but we're extremely proud of Henry Miller and the Ward 6 Committee, which is really hosting this and has coordinated this entire program. So sit back, enjoy the evening, and listen to the candidates for mayor, and this will give you the opportunity to, to understand where our city is and where it will be in the future. Thank you. Good evening again, welcome. My name is Julia Novena, a member of the Ward 6 Committee, and we invite you to join us in a Pledge of Allegiance to the flag if you'd like to. You may stand. I pledge, I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Thank you. Thank you. You may be seated. Well, we thank you for taking that extra time today after observing the, the debate of last night. We are fortunate to have the mayor uh, uh, candidates present. We strongly encourage you that it is important as citizens of this great city that you are involved in the process of electing someone who's going to take care of our business because he or she, whoever they are, we're going to be lucky. We're going to have a she. We, okay? We'll make this. We'll make decision for us. They will be employed by, by us. Again, I don't think it's on, I have to remind you that the vote that we cast every, year, every two years, the vote that we cast, depending on municipal, four years, depending if it's state, and six years, depending if it's federal, have a lot of impact in our lives. That's why we are bringing you this forum today. A lot of people say, why don't you have a debate? A debate is good, but a debate sometimes to me is not fair. A forum, the candidate can speak from their heart to you, because most of them already receive the issues that we care about. Each candidate will have an opportunity to address you, there won't be any interactive question between them and us. Prior to their arrival, they were instructed to report to 207, where they conducted the 207. I'm not involved in the lottery, but we know the lottery was conducted because each of them has a number. The one who draw first will speak first. And as you know, we only have two of them. We're lucky. The thing, what each candidate will ask to do is prepare a statement addressing a range of crucial matters such as community planning, city growth, parking, education, charter school, opioid crisis, inclusion, school system, land use, infrastructure, environmental sustainability, public safety, public education, economic development, street and drainage, parks and playgrounds, economic development, school constructions and maintenance, historical preservation, cultural enhancement, budget, taxes, 
transportation, housing, work, public health, and safety. The only question we ask each of the candidates is what action will you take if elected or re-elected? Because as you look at the case, one is up for re-election, the other one is up for elect elected. And they have that chance to tell you today who they're gonna be. Uh, at this point, I will leave it to my co-moderator to introduce the candidate. I'm pretty sure you guys met them. You guys know well who they are because you're from Medford, but we still have to do it, like, you know, to introduce them. A few more rules first, though. A few more rules first. <laughs> first up, we have uh, candidate Brianna lungo Cohn. But I think Is one. your first candidate? <laughs> And then here. second, we will hear from candidate Stephanie Muccini-Burke. Okay. <laughs> so, but, according to the drawing, who, who speak first? Uh, candidate Lungo Cohn is going first. But do we get have to go mic. to the rules get first? Get the mic. Don't we have to oh, go to the rules first? The rules, the <laughs> like, rules, the rules. Sorry. Thank you, Anna. The rules is, I think I explained it to them on the one, one and one. Each candidate will have 15 minutes to speak. They can speak for two minutes, three minutes, 10. Remember, if you look at the list of issues, it may take an hour or three days mm -hmm. to really define them, to please everyone in Medford. But we don't have the time. But they will summarize it in a way to explain us what they can or cannot do. So they will have 15 minutes. They will speak from the podium. I'm pointing to, that's the only red light. And they have the two timekeepers here. One thing for sure is the timekeeper have the time. We counting on him and her because there's a couple here. We have uh, two of them, you know, primary and backup, backup <laughs> and primary, they're reversed. When they get to 20 seconds from their time, we will flag them with a yellow demonstrate, please. Gold. That means they have 20 seconds. 20 seconds. They don't have to rush. They finish their statement. When the time is up, you, but you got to show it both ways. People behind you doesn't see the color. There you go. <laughs> so at that point, I can either turn the mic off, and but for sure, I will thank the candidate. All right, so at this point, let. Now we can begin. The show begins. Yes. Candidate Lungo Cohen, you were first. Good evening. Brianna Lungo Kern. Um, I want to start by first thanking the Medford Democratic City and Medford Ward 6 committees for hosting this event. I am running for mayor because this city faces issues that are serious and difficult. The choices we make to address these challenges will shape Medford for generations. I have the approach to leadership, an agenda for change, and the right experience to move Medford forward in these critical times. I have served on the City Council for 18 years. I have learned a great deal about how our government works and what it needs. I have seen the challenges of what happens when a mayor serves for too long. I have seen power concentrate at the top a long time. With experience on my side, I am ready to take the next step and bring change to City Hall as your mayor. 
As a counselor, I have led the charge for balanced growth and development, a central part of my campaign. The first thing an administration should do is to do no harm, meaning city government needs to make sure that their actions do not change the fabric of our community. Medford has suffered in the last few years because the mayor has allowed several high-rise luxury apartment buildings outside of zoning without sufficient resident notification and input. In the worst case so far, the residents around the Locust Street area had, had filed an appeal to avoid a 490-unit luxury apartment building in their backyard. The Mayor's Board of Appeals granted an unprecedented 11 variances to allow this monstrosity. To give relief to the neighborhood, I offered a resolution that was supported unanimously by the City Council to file suit against the Zoning Board of Appeals. To make matters worse, the Board of Appeals was forced to resign because that decision was made behind closed doors after the residents left the building. The Attorney General cited the Board for a violation of the open meeting law. Unfortunately, this is a pattern for our Mayor's administration. This past June, at the City Council's last meeting before summer break, the Mayor introduced to the Council a vast and far-reaching zoning amendment with Mystic Ave at the heart of it. This zoning change would have allowed luxury apartments as many as 10,000 units on a mile-long stretch of land. Furthermore, the ability to develop and to be approved was given to the Zoning Board of Appeals. To give this authority to an unelected three-person board appointed by the mayor is incomprehensible. It is incomprehensible because under our city charter, the city council is to have sole authority over zoning. That is not how I govern, and that is not how I would govern as your mayor. For instance, I believe all the neighbors of the city should have a say when a developer is attempting to build a project in their neighborhood. I believe that all zoning decisions should be made on the city council floor, open for all to see, hear, and participate in. I'm happy to let you know that with a lot of hard work from the residents, the mayor was forced to come to the council for only the third time in four years and withdraw the Mystic Ave zoning fiasco. Furthermore, over the past 18 months, the city council adopted my resolutions for two ordinance changes increasing notification to the neighborhoods. The first expands notice of an upcoming Board of Appeals hearing to all neighbors within 400 feet and the second requires a developer to post a sign on the property for all to see when they seek a variance. This is the transparency that Medford needs. This is the transparency that Medford deserves. As many of you know, I am also passionate about historic preservation. Recently, a predatory developer has threatened not only South Medford, but also to take down beautiful home on Forest Street. Due to my resolution to increase our demolition delay to 18 months, he is prevented from destroying the home at this time. Unfortunately, the mayor refused to provide the 12,000 needed to create a historic district to protect the entire street of Forest Street. I have and I will continue to advocate for preservation of Forest Street and all our neighborhoods so the developers cannot destroy Medford's character and integrity. On planning, zoning, and development, I believe we need a balanced approach to growth. 
I believe our housing policy should focus on affordable home ownership and housing choices for our seniors. And maybe, most importantly, the city needs to get to Safe Harbor, which will prevent developers from building 40B projects which do not have to conform to our city's zoning. As you know by now, I'm not in favor of unchecked luxury apartment complexes. These massive luxury developments add traffic, pollution, and stress to the city services. If we're going to move forward, we need traffic studies. A study on, on the impact of our schools, on our fire, police, and DPW services. And most importantly, we need input from the community. And finally, we need to ensure that any future development protects our green space and does not change the community at hand unless it is well thought out and right for the neighborhood. Last night, the mayor stated, every pothole gets filled and filled well. That, we know, is not true. Traffic, parking, sidewalks, parks, city infrastructure, all of these categories have unmet needs. We need to allocate additional resources made possible by growing our commercial tax base which is at an all-time low of 10.6%. If elected, this will be a top priority. We also need to use 311 to capture requests and set performance standards. Why don't we share metrics on basic city services each season? Why don't we establish a standard for certain basic service city services that sets a reasonable expectation for getting things done that we hold ourselves accountable to? If we don't have the resources to respond within 48 hours, what is our reasonable expectation that we can communicate and hold ourselves accountable? We need to hold ourselves accountable. As to parking enforcement, it is broken. If elected, I will end the contract that expires during the next mayoral term. I will go back to the committee's recommendation from 2009 to implement in-house enforcement and replace the kiosks with meters. I will provide free parking for our seniors. The city will benefit by making sure that we keep 100% of the gross revenue for our city services and our schools. We currently receive only 35%. I want to switch gears and spend some time on the topic of schools. I have many priorities, and here are four of them. Invest in classroom teachers first. Make sure our student-teacher ratio is adequate and class size is low. Ensure we focus on more on professional development for our teachers. Ensure we have adequate substitutes and class classroom aids. Lack of substitutes is a huge problem we're facing today. Powers are being taken out of classrooms that they're needed in to be substitutes because we don't have any available. The pay is too low. We need to fix that. Care about special needs. We owe it to the children with special needs to make school a place they feel welcome and can learn to thrive. We owe it to their parents to invest on one-on-one -on -one services when needed. Let's focus placement based on needs versus numbers. The resource doesn't meet the goal and we need to do more. Improve technology, especially in support of school safety. Following the gun magazine incident, we learned that there was $208,000 of broken security cameras. That is unacceptable. 
We know that STEM programs and other job readiness work requires technology to prepare kids for 24th, 21st century careers. Let's give them the tools they need today. Our teachers are in need of Chromebooks. Let's make sure they get them. Finally, our school maintenance needs to improve. Again, we need to assess the true cost and have a discussion about priorities. We also need to augment school funding with fundraising. Right away, let's work on small dollar changes that beautify, beautify our high school, make it more receptive to learning, and show we care. I have been on record saying I support a school personnel audit to see if resources need to be shifted. I think that's necessary, and an independent review will help us see things through a new lens. If independent assessment confirms we're overspending on administration at the expense of these priorities, I would work with the school committee and superintendent to rebalance over time. That could be by not refilling roles after retirement or when somebody leaves to pursue other opportunities. The audit is necessary to look at the details of assignment, workload, and impact that make then make choices with appropriate input from the superintendent, teachers, parents, and of course, our school committee. Finally, we need to grow our commercial tax base to increase school and city funding. I also know we need charter review. It has been over 30 years since we reviewed our city charter. We know what works and we know what doesn't. I believe we need to take action now on this issue. As a city, we need to focus more on the opioid epidemic that is still impacting our families. We need to create more resistance education within our schools. We have to be there for families when they need support. And we need to help those that are suffering with addiction. We do have help in place, but we need to better publicize what we offer. We need to stop the stigma and talk about it. If elected, I will implement, I would love to implement a program like the City of Boston does, which is Boston Bulldog Running Club or a kickball team to get the community involved to help those and support those that are suffering with addiction. I would love to see more public art in our community, and we need to support the Arts Council and their endeavor to fundraise after their feasibility study is done. We can need to continue work to help our environment and be prepared for climate change and the potential of flooding in our city. We've, the city does a lot for the environment. The city council has passed a plastic bag ban to try to encourage um, reusable bags. I recently offered an amendment, uh, an ordinance change to require solar on any new developments. We need to continue in these endeavors and do more. My strengths include diverse experience, a vision for action, a commitment to transparency, and a track record of listening and following through. As your mayor, I aim to bring people together through a willingness to listen. I will embrace community, including protecting the character of our neighborhoods and respecting their voices. I will embrace transparency and accountability. I want to conclude by saying that from the bottom of my heart, Medford has the potential to meet every challenge we face, but only if we do so together. I've always been focused on the grassroots, I do my best when meeting face-to-face -face with voters, grinding out hard work, and following through with relentless determination. As mayor, I will take the same approach. I will work hard, stay true to my word, share credit for our successes, and step up when we see setbacks. I believe I am the best candidate for mayor today because we desperately need a change in how we lead. 
I want to thank my family. I want to thank my team for all the support they've given me over the last 18 years in, in public office, but especially over the last six months. I could not do it without my husband, Dave, my mother and father, Edward and Susan, and my campaign team, John Pompeo, and a number of other great Medford residents that are fighting hard for this campaign. I respectfully request your vote for Brianna Lungo-Kern for mayor on November 5th. Thank you, and God bless. Thank you, candidate Longo. Thank you. My microphone isn't on, but oh, there, there it is. Now it's on. <laughs> candidate Machini Burke. Good evening, everyone. Can I move this over a little bit? Good evening. My name is Stephanie Machini Burke, and it has been my pleasure to be your mayor. Microphone's off. On again. Oh. Yeah. I'm not supposed to pull this wire. Can you hear me? Okay, thank you. Good evening. My name is Stephanie Mutrini Burke, and it has been an honor to be your mayor for the past almost four years. And as I seek another term, I would like to thank the Ward 6 of the Medford Democratic City Committee for this opportunity to speak to all of you here tonight. I'm a lifelong resident of Medford, and with my husband Brian, we've raised our Mike, keep going. It's from up there, yeah. It's, you'll tell me? Okay. Sure. <laughs> Beer with us. All set? Good evening. My name is Stephanie Mucini Burke. It has been an honor to be your mayor for the last four years. Thank you for allowing me this time to practice my speech also. As I run for re-election for another term, I would like to thank the Ward 6 Committee of the Medford Democratic Party for hosting this event tonight and inviting all of you here for taking your time. It means a lot to us. I'm a lifelong resident of Medford, and with my husband, Brian, we've raised our three wonderful children here, Ryan, Connor, and Brianna. My parents grew up in Boston. And when they got married, my, actually my mom was from the West End, my dad from the North End, and when they got married, they decided to make Medford their home. Shortly after marrying, that's where they landed in the Wellington section, which is where I grew up. I was educated in the Medford public school system, as have all three of my children. Following my graduation from Medford High, I attended Suffolk University and later went on to Bentley University for my master's in taxation. Soon thereafter, I started a small business right here in Medford Square on Forest Street. And I, as a certified public accountant. It was this business that launched my career in public service. Along with three other small businesses in this, this historic home, we petitioned the city council for a sign ordinance relief. We didn't want to slap a sign on the side of the building. We wanted to have a freestanding sign in front of it. We petitioned the council, and our petition fell on very deaf ears. We, we were denied, and there was very little recourse for us at the time. It was at that time that I said, I don't want anyone else to be treated the way we were, and in order to affect change, I have to get involved. My first campaign was run right out of my living room. It was exhilarating and successful, and my first order of business was working with the Chamber of Commerce to change the sign ordinance. And I never applied for a permit from our office. After serving on the City Council for 15 years, I stepped down to serve under Mayor McGlynn as the Budget and Personnel Director for five years. 
This position provided me a front row seat to the inner workings of city government and in the process crafting and implementing nine budgets. As a CPA, I was responsible to my clients in various ways, including financial accuracy, accountability, and diligence. I brought these same qualities to city government as a counselor, a city administrator, and now as your mayor. Ensuring that Medford continues to be a welcoming place and a safe home for our families requires action, innovation, and accountability. My pledge is to continue to serve you as mayor and CEO who brings leadership with a creative vision, responsible planning, and an openness to listen. Medford is on the rise, and as your mayor, I have worked diligently to advance our local economy, to commit to environmental sustainability, to enhance public safety, and most importantly, to nurture our important assets, our children and our families. And on a local economy, it's driven mainly by our businesses and vitality returning to Medford Square. We have invested in our four cornerstones of the square, bringing government, public safety, learning, and entertainment all together. This beautiful building was recently rehabbed with a new roof, doors, handicapped accessibility, providing the community with a center to engage in government as we are doing here tonight. Our new police station will serve as a state-of-the-art headquarters for our women and men of the police force who protect us each and every day. Our gem, the new public library, which will have a groundbreaking on October 29th, will be a hub for learning and coming together as a community, again in the state-of-the-art building, and it, it is, will provide every resident of the city a place to learn, interact, and grow. Finally, the city contracting for professional management at the Chevalier Theater. This has been a boon to Medford, bringing eclectic acts such as Joe Biden, Jay Leno, Shimlum, a positive resident, a positive residual has been a significant uptick in the restaurants, and we are finishing the HVAC system to offer year-round entertainment. We have redone the Riverside Plaza to provide a beautiful downtown spot for our residents to gather and for our musicians and artists to share their talents. And as a show of my commitment to the arts, we doubled the Arts Council budget to $60,000. Outside of the Medford Square area, we have had exciting new businesses such as Amazon Alexa, a new AC Marriott Hotel with a second one being built at, as we speak, Hotel Union Local 26 headquarters come into Station Landing, Red Cross headquarters, The Porch at River, uh, River's Edge, Bianco Sausage Company, Target, and Wegmans, to name just a few. Next term, I will take steps to ensure that our archaic zoning ordinances are updated to better welcome more businesses and residents to our community with affordability, environmental sustainability, and historic preservation as primary goals. Pertaining to the Mystic Ave zoning, it was a simply a proposed amendment that was offered to the City Council. The Council certainly has the right and the ability to work through the zoning ordinance and make any changes that they see fit. This is how zoning works. This is how amendments work. There's always ample time to make changes, and that's what it was. And certainly, if the Board of Appeals wasn't the proper place to hear any sort of um, special permits, the council had the, the authority to change that. My recently married son, uh, my son Ryan, and daughter-in-law Sarah currently live in our city. I want all of our children and grandchildren to be able to afford to stay here for generations to come. To this end, I've worked with the city council to increase affordable housing requirements from 10 to 15 percent by the inclusionary zoning amendment and included budget funding for a zoning consultant to advise the council on positive changes. We will further propose in the upcoming term a 25% amendment, but allocate it across the board so we can have 60%, 80%, and workforce housing. 
My work to attract new businesses will continue, but in order to do so, our community must remain fiscally sound. As some of you may know, fiscal accountability has been a hallmark of my administration. Under my watch, Medford has received bond rating increases to AA+, allowing us to borrow funds at lower rates and offer substantial savings on our debt. It also has allowed the acceleration of projects for the police headquarters, the library, and the new fire headquarters that will shortly be online. Architectural fees have been appropriated. My focus will always be centered on protecting Medford's built and natural environment. We are surrounded by the beautiful Mystic River and the Fells Reservation, which I will always cherish. I was awarded the Eliza Wright Award this past year from the Friends of the Fells for my advocacy in fighting for a hockey rink, a Winchester hockey rink, being put on the Fells Reservation. We fought and we fought hard and we prevailed. Our new city buildings will have solar panels providing free electricity for the buildings and will be LEED certified and carbon neutral. Under my leadership as mayor, the city has published our first climate vulnerability assessment and committed the city to be carbon neutral by 2050. We will deliver on the priorities for that report. We installed the first solar array and battery backup system on the existing DPW building. And similar to the new library and police buildings, there was an offset of 100% of the electricity that that building uses. Soon, the Andrews Middle School will feature the same clean technology. This year, we also completed the transition of 4,500 streetlights to LED, saving the taxpayers, all of us, 240,000 for a year. It's a three and a half year payback period. In my next term, I will continue sweeping efforts to enhance public safety, the well-being and safety of every resident and our first line of defense as well is a central responsibility that requires leadership and action. As mayor, I have broken ground on a 21st century police headquarters. We recently had a topping off ceremony and look forward to the great building being built on time and on budget. In June of this year, we secured architectural services for the new fire headquarters, along with purchasing two pumper trucks, new turnout gear, new washers and dryers, and just recently ordered two ladder trucks for our fire department. I also appointed from within our ranks our new chief of police, Jack Buckley, who is doing an amazing job and has connected so very well with our community. With regard to the police force, we actively work to increase the diversity of public safety officers. This was accomplished by providing training and mentoring for our Medford residents with the goal of having a police force that is reflective of our rich, diverse community. We also secured $25,000 community compact grant that provided active shooter training that will protect not only our police officers, but our employees and those who use our public buildings. We've had trainings for City Hall now for the past uh, several months, and we're ready to go and we're prepared in case something ever were to happen. Whether you have lived here months, years, or a lifetime, Medford is our home. It is home because it is here where we nurture our greatest treasures, our children and our families. To best nurture them, we must invest fully in Medford's educational assets. As your mayor, I have proudly led the way to secure a $12.6 million grant for the new library and will lead private fundraising efforts to offset the city's share of funding. Led the search for the superintendent of schools, Medford's own Dr. Maurice Edward Vincent. Launched the first ever year-round recreation department, all ages to participate from youth to seniors. Testified and lobbied on state education funding bills implemented school breakfast program, which we're in right now in a pilot program, ensuring no child attends school hungry, and expanded before and after school hours. Certainly our schools are our building blocks for our children's future. We know that Medford High School is our next building that needs our attention. 
Based on a recent school committee vote, we will be forming a vision committee for Medford High School and look forward to working together to make this school's physical environment on par with 21st century schools. It should never be forgotten, though, that the true measure of a community is how it addresses the residents that are in need. We have embraced this duty and taken concrete steps to assist our residents in need by creating a new full-time recovery coach position. I also personally testified on Beacon Hill to support additional services for those in recovery. We have partnered with the Greater Boston Food Bank and the YMCA, as well as convened the Mayor's Big Table. We've met quarterly at the Mayor's Big Table to create an interconnected network of services for all of our city's vulner most vulnerable, instead of being in silos, which is what we had before. Together, we will continue to work to make sure that no one is forgotten. The current state of the city of Medford is sound, sturdy, and stable. Sound because over the past three and a half years, through my experience and that of our administration, we have constructed a solid financial foundation. This has enabled us to expand our municipal treasury. We've invigorated the Medford Square economy and enticed new businesses to our community. Sturdy because over the past three and a half years, through my experience and that of the administration, we have established concrete relationships with our surrounding cities and our state and federal partners, leading to regional advocacy for the issues that are affecting us today, like housing, transportation, and climate change, along with grants to pay for these, these, these amazing opportunities. Stable, because over the past three and a half years, through my experience and that of the administration, we have performed professionally with civility and honesty. In 1935, Mayor John Irwin said, the test of municipal government at this time must be its ability to reconcile long-term values and immediate necessities, to think and plan in terms of years rather than months. This is built on a foundation of vision and planning rather than opportunism and expediency. I believe I have honored his words. And as mayor, I strive each day to preserve the integrity of this fine city and look to create long-term enhancements that our children and grandchildren will benefit from. I'm confident that my record reflects leadership that listens, collaborates, and acts with civility to which you can be proud. During the campaigns that lead up to the election day, candidates will often use various words, phrases, or short statements to describe themselves or their positions. Over the years, I've used the phrase partners in progress. I chose this phrase because it describes the conviction that all government, federal, state, and city is at its very core a collaboration among many. President John F. Kennedy said, in a democracy, every citizen holds office. Every one of us is in a position of responsibility, and the kind of government we get depends upon how we fulfill those responsibilities. These words ring so very true today. Certainly, all of you here tonight have been engaged and given of yourselves, your time, your energy, and your passion to contribute to the collaborative efforts to make Medford the tremendous city that it is. My job as mayor is to undertake the tasks of government in partnership with you. This partnership is reflected in so many ways. By listening always to your ideas and concerns, by making sure that those who serve all of us in public safety, police, fire, and public works have the resources they need to carry out their crucial role. By implementing steps to conserve energy, act responsible with our resources, especially our natural resources by taking the steps to ensure that the services to which every resident is entitled continues to be provided without interruption, by continuing to craft, recommend, and implement responsible budgets that accomplish the work of government prudently. For the last four years, you have placed your trust in me to lead Medford. I believe I've led the city well, 
and I'm grateful to you. And I'm great, very grateful to those that have endorsed me, Attorney General Mara Healy, the Mass Women's Political Caucus, our state delegation, the multiple unions including Teamsters 25, the G Greater Boston Labor Council, Steelworkers, and Carpenters, to name just a few, all who have endorsed my candidacy. Thank you for listening tonight and for engaging in the democratic process with me this evening. I humbly ask for your vote on Tuesday, November 5th, so we can continue to be partners in progress and move Medford forward. I thank you, God bless you, and please check out our website, stephaniemutiniburke.com, if you'd like to find details on some of our initiatives. Thank you. Thank you, Candidate Burke. So this concludes the mayoral portion of the evening. <laughs> Sorry. And so we'd like to thank the candidates again. Thank you so much for your time, for coming to do this. Thank you all for coming. Um, we also want to thank all those who assisted us in putting this together this evening. Especially we'd like to thank Representative um, Paul Donato and Nancy White, co-chairs of the Medford City Democratic Ward Committee for their continued support. We thank our television crew member, Patrick Gordon. We thank the Medford Transcript, Medford Patch, every other media that helped us to advertise the event, including uh, those who published the event on social media. Certainly, we want to thank the members of the Medford Ward 6 Committee. With their assistance, we couldn't put this together. They helped making this a reality. Don't forget that the event of tonight going to be televised, was going live. It will be televised again for those who have Comcast on Channel 22 and the one on Verizon on Channel 43. We're going to take a 10-minute recess because that will conclude our first segment of the night. As you know, we're having two forums. We're going to switch over to the school committee members. And again, from the bottom of my heart, with the authorization of the members of our ward committee, I thank you for attending tonight. And don't forget to vote on November 5th. <laughs>